Hello and welcome to Calling the Shots. Behind every successful sports organisation exists a commercial game changer. An individual who drives the off-field wins. Calling the Shots tells the stories of some of these innovative characters. How did they get there? What are they truly passionate about? What drives them? What drives them crazy? My name is Andy McGeady. We're powered by William Fry and I'm glad to have you along. Today I talk to the Head of Communication, Content and Digital for the All England Lawn Tennis Club otherwise known as Wimbledon. How do they innovate while keeping true to their traditions? What do their technology partners really get from the tournament? And how do you create a sense of place for fans many thousands of miles away? Today, I'm calling the shots. It's Alex Willis. Alex Willis, how are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. I'm kind of interested in um, in your background. Like, your, re- your remit includes uh, digital, there's a huge technology element in your communications role. Um, but you didn't come from tech. You were a journalist. You need to tell me why you um, why you crossed the dark side. <laughs> I I guess that the most straightforward way to to explain it or try and um, reflect on it is w- we've all lived through both as as consumers and professionals this extraordinary period of change in in the way that we do things and the way that we receive messages and consume content and form opinions and and all that kind of stuff. And if you think about the fact that I was one of those uh, sad people who had a mini-disc player and delighted in making mini-discs, and mini-discs are now completely obsolete and redundant, and there's lots of things that that sort of came about in in that halfway house of, of, of the world changing around us. And as, as any individual who... Um, embraces great stories and you know sport provides unbelievable stories we live in an era of of brilliant storytelling whether that's through film or audio or or whatever it might be you have to think about what technology can do for you and and what it can provide for you in helping to tell those stories and and fundamentally then extend that into developing relationships with um with fans with consumers with with players with whatever type of, of audience it might be. And so that that's really how it, it's come about, is that I was was lucky to start working um, in sport at a time when media organisations were getting to grips with the role that, that social media could play and, and the online world could play and how that changed the, the way that they approached journalism and, and sort of grow and, and learn with that to to really begin to, as I say, embrace the, these different opportunities and, and, and move as, as the world moved with us. And that sort of led to this, this broad brief of you know, one single aim, which is to present Wimbledon to the world in the best way that we can and deepen our relationships with, with our fan bases and use all the different things that we have at our disposal. And, and as we've said, innovation and, and tech play a really significant part of that. Innovation is by its nature forward-looking, but one of the things which I imagine you have to balance is innovation versus tradition. It's one of the things you guys have in the locker is years and years and years of transition, or sorry, of tradition to lean on. So how do you balance that? So you're absolutely right that that, that our traditions, um, the things that spring to mind when you think of Wimbledon, whether that's grass courts, white clothing, strawberries and cream, Henman Hill, Middle Sunday, Manic Monday. These are the things that are core to our brand 
and so critical to what we do because they set us apart. They make us different. And again, one of the things that we're all battling is a sort of over proliferation of stuff to do and things to pay attention to. And our attention spans are, are getting shorter and shorter by the day. So those things that make you stand out are, are vital. Um, and you're right that we have approached it from from the perspective of a brand with all of these contradictions. So we are both an exclusive brand in terms of what Wimbledon appears to be, royal box royalty, celebrity, and a really accessible brand because we have the queue and we have the public ballot and we have the hill. And we've we've put innovation and tradition in that same category as being a delightful contradiction. Actually, though, we've we've tried to evolve our thinking in the last year or so to say that they shouldn't be in conflict with each other. Actually, innovation has this very important role to play in keeping our traditions relevant, because if we don't challenge them and think about how we portray them and what we do with them, and that therefore requires innovating and looking ahead to the future and what people expect of us, then they will become obsolete and will lose our greatest areas of strength. So that's been a significant shift in our thinking that innovation and tradition are not a balancing act. They are actually one is in pursuit of, of, of preserving the other. I'm assuming then that when you say that uh, keeping uh, tradition relevant, you also say, well, we can discard some which are no longer relevant. And by that, I mean, for example, the uh, the getting rid of women's titles. Uh, on the court. Um, I presume that that's where you're going with this. Yes, uh, absolutely. I think, um, you know, this is a, a wonderful place where many things have been done the way that they have been because they always have been. And it's having the permission to to challenge some of those to say, well, do they really stack up? Are they still a core part of, of our brand? Does it make sense for them to continue to be done that way? And um, the, the example you reference about the, the, the titles, that was about delivering consistency and making sure that we were treating our uh, competitors, male and female, fairly and, and in the same way, which in many ways tennis has been at the, at the forefront of when you think about equal prize money. Another really good example would be our move in the way that we um, open up access to our ticketing ballot, which for a number of years has been a paper process for very good reasons. It's been a paper process to ensure that we um, have a level of effort for people to get Wimbledon tickets, um, that they are um, you know, subject to certain things that, that we need to make sure that they sign up to. But we came to the decision uh, 18 months or so ago that the, the world had moved on and it was time to move on from that paper process. And um, in fact, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be, be launching the first online ballot application um, for Wimbledon. So it, it's it's constant sort of review, but the critical thing is, is as I say, that, that permission, that ability to, to question and challenge. So when I think of technology and Wimbledon, um, a couple of things that come to mind are, uh, so from the fans I view, Hawkeye, it's mm -hmm. certainly major, major thing um, during the Wimbledon experience. And I think for, for my money, um, it's one of the sports that does it really, really well. Uh, the scoreboard, even that, that old fashioned scoreboard in the centre court became something more high tech um, in a fairly subtle way from the viewer's point of view, but there was still an overhaul. And then when I was preparing for this, I read a lot of things about um, IBM Watson 
and Watson Acoustics and preparing your match highlights automatically, including a computer working out excitement based on crowd noise and player reactions. How does that work? Yeah, so so that um, that uh, partnership with IBM and, and particularly the the use case of the of the um, AR highlights is a, a really good example of using technology in a way that is not just for the sake of it, but with a broader purpose and a broader ambition. So we identified that the way that we produced match highlights was not particularly efficient, which is fine. You know, efficiency is a good reason to do something, but not the only reason to do something. Um, but more importantly, it wasn't, um, it hadn't adapted to what fans expect of us. So we know that fans expect us to turn around content very quickly. They also expect us to provide a level of personalization around what they see. And they also expect us to be able to adjust that and, and, and change things, not, not just being a one-size-fits-all, particularly if you're in a different country or you have a different level of understanding of tennis. And so together with IBM, we, we developed this, this system of being able to, as you say, clip and rank every single point of, of every match for excitement. And as you say, that excitement factor is made up of these, these three variables. The first one being the noise of the crowd, and, and that's where the Watson, Watson acoustic comes in. Um, that is identifying how strongly the crowd have reacted to a point or not. There is also some bias in that, so we, we have to adjust for crowds that we know tend to be particularly noisy. So there are certain groups of tennis fans, the Australians, for example, are always very ebullient and, and we need to sort of um, mitigate against that. The second uh, area is actually what the player is doing and how the player is reacting. And that's where the gestures come in. And this is using um, facial recognition from, from the Watson toolkit. And this is to identify as a player celebrating. Are they happy? Are they sad? Are they dismayed? Um, again, there are some things that you need to manage in that. Um, players often wipe their face or do a wipe their face gesture asking for their towel. So we need to make sure that that's excluded. And then the third is actually around the core statistics of the match. And is it a particularly relevant mo moment in time or point in time um, in the match that, that we've identified? The critical thing, though, is that, that the, these points that have all been clipped and ranked, there is then a human able to say, actually, I'm not going to include that one because it doesn't, it doesn't stack up or this, this match is actually more about the performance of one particular player over another rather than just the most exciting. So this is an area that, that you know, we, we um, feel very strongly about that you, you use the technology that's been developed, but you still have that human layer to make sure it's being used in the most effective way and the most appropriate way. So I get what Wimbledon, what you guys get out of this. It's a mixture, as you say, of efficiency, but also offering um, offering fans a, a way to get things that maybe they wouldn't be able to get without that level of automation. What does IBM get from its long-standing relationship with you guys? Um, that's a, a very good question, and hopefully my my summation would would stack up with with what they would say. Um, so. One of the things that, that's, that's challenging with, with technology, and, and there are all of these, these buzzwords and all of this jargon, whether you're talking about AI or blockchain or Kubernetes or cloud or 
hosting or um, you know machine learning. And what IBM have, I think, done very well um, with us is be able to present their capabilities in these, these areas of, of emerging tech that we know are, cr- are core to them, particularly AI on cloud, um, and present them in a way that is more human and, and easier to understand and to showcase um, what, what capabilities they, they can provide that would be relevant then to other properties in, in the marketplace. So one you know, good example would be the eyes of the world turn to Wimbledon for two weeks a, a year um, and the demand that, that comes to our platforms and our properties is significant. We have, you know, up, approaching half a billion page views across um, those those two weeks. But equally, there is the so, – so that's a great story for IBM Cloud in terms of load and, and demand. Um, but also, there are people out there trying to um, upset what we're doing and, and unsettle us by attacks on our infrastructure – and so that's another important story for IBM in terms of the security components of, of what they do, which is just as relevant to to a bank or or to uh, you know a large retail platform um, as it is to a tennis tournament. You have other relationships too, though. Um, so I'm going to talk about sponsors for a minute. And again, from my uh, exalted position on the sofa, if I'm comparing watching Wimbledon. Uh, to a Premier League football match. There is grass, there are athletes, there are fans, there's match officials. But to me, there is one big difference. You do not have many visible sponsors on the court at any one time. No, so this is one of those those things that, that as we say, is absolutely core to the Wimbledon brand and, and what it is and, and does make it unique. Um, not just for, for the, the person on the sofa at home, as, as you describe, but also for our broadcast partners who hugely value um, the, the clean court that, that we, we present. It's really important to stress, though, that there is um, a very valuable role for commercial partners to, to play with us. Um, but it's about the right partners and in, and in the right way. And we refer to them as official supplier partners because it's important to us that they actually provide something that's meaningful to Wimbledon. So if you think about Rolex, they're the timing partner. We therefore have their clocks. Evian is the water partner. We therefore have their water um, and, and so on and so forth. And so it's making sure that their presence is, is contextual to, to what they do um, with us. And so you will see brands on court, but it's in the context of, of their role. So Slazenger is the official ball Ralph Lauren outfit the officials um, as, as two other examples. But there's a, a hugely valuable role that they play beyond, beyond that, which is in helping us take Wimbledon out there to the world and, and the way that they activate um, their partnership with us. Um, and you think about uh, some of the things that, that have been done. Ralph Lauren dressed their stores in both in New York and London with the, the official Wimbledon range. Um, American Express, who are our official payments partner, um, have activated um, Wimbledon in, in different territories around the world. HSBC have partnered with us on things that we've done in, in India and China. And so it's important to get across that, that Wimbledon is not non-commercial, but it's it's commercial in, in a way that is is true to the brand. It's kind of sneaky commercial. You know, like I genuinely kind of mean that because what you're saying is true. Um, Rolex are there, but it's it's fine. It's on a clock. It's not a big sticker or an ad. And and we have to give credit to the, to the to the brands themselves because they recognise that 
goes back to your question about what value do IBM get, the value that they derive from our partnerships goes much more beyond um, just exposure of a logo, whether that's through TV or, or other means. They they have appreciated and, and understood our vision, which is that if we if we protect and cherish and promote the Wimbledon brand, the value of it will grow because it will continue to be relevant and 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 true and and accessible to our audiences and therefore those brands will will benefit from from that association um over time so it's very much a long-term view as, a, as opposed to a short-term view and that doesn't work for everybody but um we, you know we're very fortunate and privileged to have the partners that we do have one of the ways that you reach the various people be it fans consumers however one wants to categorize them would traditionally have been television uh, and sports, live sports retains its position as an eyeball grabber, especially in a world of, you know, personalized TV schedules, box sets, etc. Um, but it's not always now viewing on TV. So are you guys a media rights holder? Are you a publisher? Are you a mixture of things? <laughs> um, another uh, brilliant question. Um, I think this is the, this is a, a predicament that that most rights holders are are thinking about um and it's how to as you say maximize the potential of what you could be whilst retaining those those partnerships and retaining what makes you strong so there's no doubt that wimbledon would not be the brand that it is without the support of our broadcast partners such as, as the bbc in, in in the uk um espn in the us formerly nbc in in the us um, CCTV5 in China because they do continue to, to give us reach and as you say that appointment to view around the live event but our broadcast partners also recognise that it's in, in their interest for us to think like a media owner as well and, and a sort of data driven media owner at that and that if all of us are going to continue to drive audiences to engage in live sport we need to be where those audiences are and therefore that that involves taking more of a um, an ecosystem approach, I guess, to what the media landscape is, recognising that you need to, to develop different types of content for different types of audiences and different types of places and different types of platforms and different time zones and different languages um, and yet still have some centralized identity so that you've got that consistency of, of what what the brand is and so we've we've worked hard at making sure that we do develop our ambition of protecting the brand and that in order to do that behaving like um, a, a media property a, a media owner leveraging data leveraging an understanding of, of who our audience is and at the same time bringing our partners with us uh, as we do that because they have a really important role to play you've talked just there about something that leads me on really nicely to something i wanted to press you on so you're protecting the brand um you've got a consistency in your identity one of the things it seems to me that's very important about wimbledon and one of its unique points is the sense of place um some clubs, some tournaments, um, even some broadcasters who actually manage the broadcast are very good at creating a sense of place that comes through. Some is a little too much saccharin. And yes, you as masters, I'm looking at you. But you know what I'm getting at. When you're trying to get beyond the people who are inside the grounds and to everybody else in all those forms, how do you get that sense of place? 
So it's such a good point that you make. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's great to be able to talk about it because our first digital strategy, which was definitely late um, in, its, in its conception, was all about the people who don't get the opportunity to come here. And we are, you know, in some ways unique. We're not the only one, but it's rare for a sports event not to have to be marketing itself and, and marketing tickets. Um, we're hugely privileged that that's not um, a challenge for us at this moment in time. That, that may change. But there's a vast array of people out there in the world who have an interest in Wimbledon, but don't have the uh, ability to or understanding or knowledge of, of how to engage. And we thought maybe that's because they don't realise why Wimbledon is a bit different um, and why Wimbledon is something worth worth watching and, and worth following. And so that, that first digital strategy was all rooted in, we called it being the next best thing to being here. It was in trying to get across how special Wimbledon is, what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like. Um, this idea that to know it is to love it. And so we did that through design. We did that through um, picking up on your point about the scoreboard, the 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 the, the and the, and the the way that people identify with that, the scoreboards in all of the of the apps and on the website were all in the design of the physical ones. The same with the drawers. Um, you know, we put up 360 cameras to try and showcase all the different aspects of Wimbledon, and we launched a live video channel, which was all about bringing to life the grounds. Um, that that sort of philosophy and that approach has uh, has definitely not gone away. We've we've evolved and we've matured in the way that we do that. And social media has a, has a big role to play in, in that too, because tone of voice plays a part in, in generating that sense of place um, as well. Um, but it, it goes back to, to as you say, it's it's core to what makes us different. So we should embrace it and make sure we're we're finding every way that we can to to bring that to life. Right. Last question before we let you go um, on one of your 50 weeks of not working during the year, because it's only a two week <laughs> tournament. Uh, what's different working with Wimbledon to what you expected? Um, it's the appetite for change. Um, and uh, I think we we rightly are perceived as an organisation that is measured and considerate and it's sometimes a bit slow. Um and actually, when when I think about the amount of change that we have delivered on and achieved, not just in this particular area of, of technology and innovation and content and communications, but but more broadly, if you think about the the whole site and uh, physical changes, um, it's it's the ability to present a solid reason for doing something, develop a business case, prove that business case, stand up and be counted for it. And actually be able to go away and do it. That's that's something that that I think will always surprise me every day about Wimbledon because it's it's not what you expect, and it's arguably one of its greatest strengths. Alex Willis, head of communication, content, and digital for the All England Lawn Tennis Club, aka Wimbledon. Thank you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to Calling the Shots, powered by William Fry, and all our guests on the series are part of One Zero Twenty Nineteen. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher or wherever you pick up your podcasts. My name is Andy McGeady. I hope to talk to you again soon.